You're listening to Borderline Idealists. Join us every other Sunday for new episodes where we focus on anxiety, depression, and BPD. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and our Patreon link to support us. Together, we can give a voice to those who suffer from mental illness and tear down mental health stigma. Hola, everybody. This is Chris. Um, Zup, dudes. This is AJ. You're listening to Borderline Idealist. That's, <laughs> wow. I actually said, I, I said hola and tried to... No, you said hola. Hola, guys. No, it's hola, not hola. Well, I, I mean, I was just... But oh. I mean... Oh, I thought we were just... Yeah, know, I, I mean, we were, but that's... Stereotyping. That is I not... that's what we were doing. But that so. is not how... That's not stereotypical me. Okay. Okay, guys. I'm, I'm AJ. I never say what's up, dude, or... I thought we were stereotyping, so sup, dudes. You know, because you're black. Anyways, hi guys, I'm Chris. <laughs> oh wow, I'm 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 thinking. Well, I want to make a joke, but then again, it, you're gonna make me racist if I say something I mean, Mexican. Uh, I mean, well then, if you don't want to be racist, don't say racist stuff. <laughs> well, your people like tacos. All right. Oh, was it the Mexicans that made nachos? Was it? Was it the Mexicans that created? Hi guys, uh, <laughs> hope you are all doing well and had a wonderful uh, weekend. This weekend in the U.S. and the States was Memorial Day weekend on yesterday. That what it was. Um, yes, Memorial Day. That's when we all get together and hold hands and forget about, you know, where we are and, and politics or what we believe or what we don't believe. And we do volunteer work. We give back. No fireworks are going off randomly in the neighborhood, scaring the kids, you know, and, and, and others. And everybody adopts a cat. Memorial Day. Anyways. In the no. States. I mean, that's how we do it in the States. So Memorial Day is an American holiday oh, okay, that, so what, this how you do that in Mexico? serves mm-hmm. um, on the last Monday of May, honoring the men and women who have died while serving in the U.S. military. Oh, wow. You really so. want to make it somber. Or you're just like, <laughs> you're joking around. No, seriously, everybody. I'm not. I'm not. I, mean, I, I respect our armed forces. Our, even our unarmed forces. You know? Um... Any, any kind of arms. Well, I'm all you know, up for... something that uh, was brought to my attention, I guess, or was that I never really thought about. You know, oftentimes... We there think are of, unarmed forces? There are oftentimes when we think about, uh, you know, um, the people that we lose that are while um, in the armed forces, mm-hmm. we think of combat. You know, people that are out in wars and... Or doing patrols, or doing you know all these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, Going and, after a song, and they die while you know doing something calm. brave and sure, yeah. Um, but oftentimes we lose the people that that are in the service, maybe at a local. Um, what do you call those? Um, not a camp, but a base. Base. <laughs> I just, I just okay. love to watch you struggle uh, for that uh, English word. And you know where I'm reaching for. You need to give it to me. You need to find it yourself. Okay, this so, is America. <laughs> oftentimes, the people that are in you know bases that are in, in the states mm-hmm. that are lost to depression or PTSD, PTSD, a and, suicide, uh, yeah, things that are un, yeah, un, un, war related, so, or that are not as visual. You know, yeah. oftentimes, and this we've. 
I think we've discussed it in the past. We've discussed how mental health is an is an unvisual illness. It's hard to recognize. It's hard to hmm. feel sympathy for because it's not something that you know you see. You have a visual reaction hmm. to it. I don't want to be cliche, um, but it kind of makes me think of you know there's there's a visible war and then there's an invisible war. Mm. I feel like that's been used somewhere, the invisible war thing. On drugs, I want to complete it as or something. But there's a there's an invisible war um, that people have to fight, you know, when they when they come home. So um, even even I before mean, they leave, like uh, you know, sometimes they don't even get to go out of the states, and they already deal with depression or mm-hmm. mental health. Well, from and oftentimes. Those people get overlooked. From what because... I what I understand is if you're if you're like diagnosed with something, um, or do you have to take a psych exam too before you get into the? Because I was told that you know because I I've been diagnosed with depression I would mm-hmm. I couldn't go into the, the armed forces. Mm-hmm. But I'm like guys I'm good I'm good I'm like nah dude nah well, you, you are <laughs> you do you do an evaluation mm-hmm. through the process of signing up but. Oftentimes, sometimes it could be missed or it could be underlined and or, then, some, or yeah, you develop not... it while enrolled due to, yeah. you know, a lot of psychological stresses that you go through um, mm-hmm. through the training and other, yeah. other parts of your job. Of so. course, I'm sure, you know, things that are undiagnosed or, you know, you want to put up a, a front. But, yeah, um, that is interesting how we, how we think about that. Even how we think about... Uh, veterans you know um not only people that have been in war but you know people that have um maybe been discharged for um like honorably discharged Mm -hmm. for having um a mental health um related and that's like uh like uh my sister's my my brother's wife um so she went into the military um, and I guess got past um, that that psych exam and, and all that stuff and mm-hmm. was doing training and um, she was actually in the military for a little bit um, but then she developed um, PTSD yeah PTSD and uh, yeah this this depression that she's been um, fighting like nonstop oh, um, sorry about that guys it's our it's just a cat in heat. A little oh Frida. It, I'm sorry, um, it's a, Luna. It's a horny cat. Everybody knows the sound. Of course, we'll no. We'll try to get through this. Okay. We're, we're, we're keeping her inside. We're not going to let her go outside and give it away. It, it, you know, we're... I, I'm not. I, I'm, do you want some kittens, Chris? No. Okay. Uh, so, uh, anyway. <laughs> PTSD. Yeah. Depression. It's... Yeah, but those are, those are veterans, too, because they have, you know, contributed to making all of that possible the military possible protecting you possible so um that's why it even you know hurts me to hear about people that were discharged or told that they were still to this day i guess can't get into the military because they're transgender or because they're gay um it really makes no sense when you think about you know even if you don't want to agree with that or whatever aren't these people that are citizens that want to fight for everybody so. so I guess thank you for your service, everybody. All those um, active service members and veterans. Definitely. I'm, I'm saluting right now. 
and putting it down and parade rest. I was in ROTC. I don't know what that stands for, but it was junior ROTC. It was some kind of military cult at, at my high school that you got into and, you know, I had to do like marching and stuff. My mom told me to do it because she was like, it'll teach you discipline. It, it didn't. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. warning. Uh, so yeah, guys, of course, thank you for everybody that has served our country and has been there fighting for our rights. And we're going to move on to what our episode is about today. Um, we've received a couple, um, a few questions over social media through our, our email, um, from listeners that have asked us for our, our insight or our opinion or, you know, have just reached out to say that they, they like what we're doing, um, which always feels really great. Um, and of course, yeah, we thank you guys for listening and being here with us. Uh, so we have four questions from between social media and, and in our email that we would actually like to kind of, I guess, talk about on the podcast. So these are these are four questions that Ajani has picked out. Um, and we have we have gotten others, and maybe we'll do you know some more episodes if um, from other questions that are not on this list here that we've received. We could do some other episodes about answering some of these other questions that we've replied mm-hmm. to in person. And if you guys have any more. Um, questions down the line that that we receive, then maybe we'll do this as a regular part of the show. Yeah, you but. can send any questions that you have to borderlineidealist at gmail dot com, uh, and of course we're we're gonna answer you. You know, we'll answer you <laughs> right privately. <then>. Yeah, <laughs> um, but these are some some interesting questions, and usually I think I'm the one answering them. Because, uh... Some of them are addressed directly to you. Yeah. And because of the the BPD. So, it'd be kind of interesting to talk to to Chris about this. If you have any questions for me, as a spouse. Nobody cares about you. The hardships that I go through. Nobody cares. The trials and turbulations that afflict me in my life. Anyways, um... Have you ever noticed how borderline idealist is not plural? It's not borderline idealist. Idealist. Idealists, ideal, it's not, it's not plural. Because idealist is not a, a plural, something that can be plural. Is it? Yeah, it no. reminds me of Wikipedia that way. That a group of per- people can be idealist, idealistic group. Anyways, back to the questions. Wait, let's, let's, go let's, back, let's go back and delete that snore. He's an idiot. Delete. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So the first question is: Have you ever tried dating someone else who has BPD? Um, and I'll also put this in, <sighs> into like, um, I guess dating anybody else with any kind of, uh, mental health issue that is, um, I guess diagnosed or, or, or known to them Apparent. or known to them. Yeah. 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 Or, you know, I, I, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I try not to judge people like that, but you know what? I, I don't know if it's because I've been dealing with mental, um, illness for so long, but I feel like. Everybody, everybody, no matter who I meet, everybody has some, some kind of, of, of mental thing. It's about how you 
how you cope with your world, how you cope with life, how you, you know, um, uh, religion can help you through that, drugs can help you through that, over-exercising can help you do that. You know, everybody has um, something, but it's like when it really, you know, takes over your life in, in such a way that um, that's why they it affects every aspect of your life. That's when. That's you, why they say that mental health, uh, that mental health is just as important as your physical health. Because everybody has a spectrum that they have to deal with and navigate through. So, mm-hmm. so Chris, have you ever tried dating somebody else who has any Absolutely mental health? Absolutely not. So you've never dated somebody who said, "Hey, I've, <laughs> I, I've gone through. De- I guess maybe I've gone through depression, or um, well, I am okay, depressed, so or I, I am anxious." In, in be- trying to honest, honestly answer this question. Oh wow! I've only honest. had. I didn't date much. Um, not for lack of trying. <laughs> Me either. Yeah, and I tried to, and I could not find Whatever. anybody. Nobody Everybody knows me. your story. Nobody. You're well known throughout your town. Anyways. Hey, um. It's not my <laughs> fault, okay, that I had a six-pack before I met you, okay? Anyways, so I, yeah, I only dated uh, three, I had three serious relationships before you came along, and none of them were... None of them had been diagnosed. There were also, you know, when I was in my early 20s, mid-20s. Um, so, I wasn't as aware of mental health. But you did, did you, like, notice? Um, and this is gonna, when it gets kind of where you don't want to, like, diagnose anybody. Yeah. No, I um, didn't really. Um, there was... Um, this last person, um, he made, well, no, I just don't want to get into it. No, I didn't notice anything in particular. I didn't. Okay. Tell me later. That sounds juicy. (laughs) Well, no, you don't want to get into it. Sounds like a long story. No. Oh, you got a grin on your face. Okay. What's, who this? Okay. We'll talk about it later, baby. Okay. (laughs) Dang! Oh, you're oh still giggling. Really? Whoa. Hey, have y'all ever been with somebody and they bring up an ex or something and that memory just, you know, just causes them just a giggle fit? Wow! Like I feel like nothing right now. I'm gonna use stop, <laughs> and I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna think. Oh okay? gosh! I'm gonna proceed can mindfully. We, can we do the episode? Mm-hmm, but we're gonna talk about this later. I'm making a note right here. Okay. So, you have not dated anybody, but, oh, ooh, that's going to be episode, Chris. No. That's that, be episode. See, because the thing is, like, <laughs> if you start thinking, if you start, like, sort of trying to analyze people, it's like, well, why did they do this? Like, the little ticks or little well, things that the, they did, you know? The only the, thing, the, the only reason I bring that up is uh, because I've never, I've never dated anybody else that was, uh, let me think about it. I, I only had like two or three boyfriends, so I just mm-hmm. gotta just think. Uh, I don't, I don't think so. there was one guy that I I did date and I um, did learn he had depression and that he had uh, tried to um, kill himself before. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was also uh, HIV positive, uh, so that made that kind of like contributed a lot to his mental mm-hmm. uh, condition. Um, but he would, um, he was also, uh, I've I dated like narcissists where I, you know, can you just say someone's a narcissist and not diagnose them? You know, I, I don't know, <laughs> I but, it was super but if, obvious. 
Yeah, I mean, if somebody is so taken... Like, we can all know that... Look, if somebody is so taken with themselves that they can see the wrong in everybody else, but not in themselves, and can call everybody else an idiot, stupid, dumb... Hmm. Sounds like someone you know, know. um, Can... Oh, man. I mean, this guy was... He was, um... He was, uh... He was, um, like, European. Okay. Um, but then... Man, I he got in a fight with my um my Indian um friend manager. No, my mm-hmm. Indian manager. And when we were driving home, I, I'm just gonna say this just for effect. And I probably, you know, should have not oh. I, I think I was even dating him at the time when he said this. And he oh, Lord. Yeah, and he um and when we got in the car he was like really like just still talking about the the um the situation, she's like, fuck that sand nigger, fuck that bitch, fuck that curry mouth bitch. Um, I was like, oh, well, you know, and, and in my head, I was just kind of like, because he was, you know, I, I can't remember what the, the thing was, but he was definitely wrong. It was obvious that he was wrong. You know, I think anybody else would have been like, hey, I learned something today. You know, it's not like she was being rude or anything. It's just like he didn't like taking responsibility. Yeah, the, like, he didn't like being called out as wrong, even if it was, yeah, but it, um. In my head, I guess I was like, you know what? He maybe he's just having a burst of anger because this has just affected him so much. He he really doesn't mean that, you know. He's just gonna say, you know, he's like, oh man, I'm sorry that came out. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, but really, in my I know there's really like no excuse yeah. <laughs> for I just that. Have never but I tried to, that. Like, I tried to like work out like, well, you know, maybe if I was really mad, I would just no, I wouldn't. <laughs> just that, right, I was, I'm just like thinking I, of, I, of I, when I, I've been so upset where I've blurted out stuff, and sure, I'm sure we've all been so mad that we blurt out stuff that we want to take back and that we are sorry to say at the heat of the moment. But it's not. Yeah, but my Angelou said, if somebody showed you who they are. Well, my point is, it's <laughs> not them. racist stuff. I've never blurted out racist stuff well, or misogynistic thing, or, you know, The thing that really like got that. me is that he was, um, like, a, from Spain. You know, he was, do you call that Latino? No. That's European. European, okay. Yeah, that's all, that's all I was kind of thinking about. That. I was like, well, you can't say Latino. You definitely wouldn't say Hispanic, right? Correct. So... Spaniard? I don't know, but that he was, he was a my, minority, right? Like, it, to me, he, I mean, he definitely looked as if he was Latino. Um, the thing with Spaniards is that because they are light-skinned, they mm-hmm. kind of benefit from the, um, uh, what is it, the white, race white privilege, yeah. basically. Well, I mean, he was definitely, he was proud of his... Spaniards, I mean, Spaniards had, are very proud people. Yeah. But I mean, he was proud of his, like, Spaniards. Like, he would talk yeah. Spanish at work. He had, like, a, he had, like, a little, uh, worked at a hotel, so he would wear, like, the Spain flag on his mm-hmm. thing. So he wasn't, like, you know, ashamed or anything. But mm-hmm. it just surprised me that somebody like that Racism could exists say in all continents. something, even if he was angry. And, and to me, it's like, you know, if somebody can say something like that in front of you, even if you're, even if you're a white person, whatever, that's still, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if you're, that's still hate views. I mean, think of what they're saying when you're not there, you know, and, and how much respect will they have for you if they will belittle other, other people for, I, I mean, I can understand if somebody cut you off in traffic, you think someone did something wrong to you, but everybody's a human. That's how I feel. So I feel kind of. Not kind of. I, I do feel ashamed for that. 
But anyway, all that to say, I, I felt as if he was a narcissist because he would always make himself the right person. So I kind of felt like he was undiagnosed narcissist, but I don't, you know, I don't know. You had that feeling. Well, um, but I've dated, I've dated other people like that that I have suspected that, all I can say, I guess I could suspect something was off only because I, I could kind of see a part of them in me. Like mm-hmm. with him, he had like a super, 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 um, big anger, you know, the Spaniard guy. And I was like, oh, you know, I've had that anger before. I used to punch doors and stuff and say crazy stuff, but then I kind of learned how to, you know, kind of hold that you know, manage um, it. yeah, manage it in, in, in a way and not do that, you know, not try to hurt myself, not to cut myself. And I was like, he just hasn't learned that yet. That's, that was, yes. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm having flashbacks now. That is a reoccurring theme. <laughs> and me dating people when they would do something, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, they just need a little help and I can help them. <laughs> I can do it. I help myself a little bit, you know, it was like kind of like the blind leading the blinds. So I'm still going to a psychologist like, okay, I still need help, you know, mm. I don't know, but that was, whew. All that to say is, uh, I've never, someone. I've never <laughs> dated anybody that was diagnosed with, with, with things, but you've had your suspicions. Yes. And I, I have dated people that were definitely toxic. If I can't say anything else that were toxic mm-hmm. and not working on themselves, you know, no matter what was going on, I was trying to work on myself. I was trying not to be what my, or not to do what my, you know, my, the, my BPD side of my mind was telling me to do, but these other people were not doing any work at all and would not let me help them it would always apologize and say i'll do something better but would not i can only imagine how much more difficult it would be to carry a relationship when two people are diagnosed with bpd well bpd in particular you know i I think it depends it depends on where they are in managing it and their recovery well um yeah, I, I understand that, but I'm saying just in general how much more difficult it would be mm-hmm. than a regular, I'm like, sure. like our relationship where one yes, has BPD, one does it. I'm sure it is Because even, even as it is now with you having, you know, having been going through to the DBT therapy now for two, two months, about, mm-hmm. um, you've learned new skills and all that stuff, but you still struggle with it. It's not like all of a sudden you're cured, you know, um, and we still have challenges that we both need to rise to and it is not just you it's me too you know i have my own faults and sometimes i lose my anger or i lose my um is that the right phrase i lose my anger no your temper my temper um sometimes i'm too stressed or you know there's a lot of things that that i go through as well Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things you do Mm mm-hmm talk about it mm-hmm. all right it doesn't add to it you know that doesn't help situations sometimes so i can only imagine if if yeah how that, much more difficult that would be for two people who to struggle maybe maybe it would help well, because I'm, they can identify identify i'm really struggles. interested in um and i think i actually put something on our our facebook about this i was looking for uh somebody with bpd that um is maybe like in a relationship with somebody else that has BPD. Mm. I mean, I don't know how common that would be, how long that would Probably last. Probably not very common or, because... I mean, yeah, the hard part is, you know, it's it's always a, uh, a struggle. And even though, you know, my struggle isn't as bad as it used to be before, when I do, you know, enter that place, I kind of need your help, you know, to kind of 
kind of ground me. Like that's why sometimes mm. I ask for for your help. Mm-hmm. And so, um, man, I could only imagine if you know you reacted the way that I react sometimes. Ooh, we'd yeah. be in. Ooh, how about with Chris? I you need to get your act together. I never act like this to you. And you'd be like, yes, you do. I'd be like, no, what? <laughs> anyway. So let's move on to the next question. That's loaded. That was a, that was a long answer. So the next so, one so is, um, how do you explain what BPD is to someone who doesn't have it? This is this is one for me because I actually just explained it this weekend. Um, Who'd you explain it to? My brother-in-law. Oh, the cute one? He's my brother-in-law, too. I have two brother-in-laws, and they're both cute. Well, actually, no, I only have one brother-in-law. The yeah, he's not, has he's not married. married. Wow. It's not official, so I can't take favorites. But on it. I do only have one brother-in-law, so the other one wants to have some competition. Anyways, um, yeah, so, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I've, I've had to explain a lot what BPD is to people. So let me just give you my answer that I gave and you tell me wow. on a scale of Wow, so that means that you're just going around tapping people on the shoulder and being, do you yes. know what BPD is? Yes, exactly. Good job, That's baby. my job. That is May. May <laughs> is awareness. <laughs> <laughs> no. So let me give you my response and you tell okay. me on a scale of 1 to 10 how well it was. So okay, I was okay. like, so, you know, I mentioned that you have BPD and they were like, oh, so how is he doing? And I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's ups and downs. I don't think it's like a one thing... It's not uh, oftentimes a lot of people. I don't. I don't know if they grasp that a mental illness is not something that you kind of like, like a death sentence. No, like or... it, it kind of seems like. I don't know if people when they ask, "Oh, how are you? How is is how is he doing? Is he doing any better?" It kind of implies to me. It implies kind of that like I'm sick. Well, there, there's like a recovery point where you're getting you're coming along this line, and after this point, you're going to be better. "Quote unquote," you know. Um, well, I, so, I mean, I yeah, I do, I do understand that, but I think that also, you know, they could be asking that because perhaps the last time they saw me or the last time mm-hmm. we were there, um, there was um, some tension. You know, sometimes I have like those BPD moments, and I'm thankful that I have you know family that kind of understands when I just like yell, mm-hmm. <laughs> like when I got that that fight with my dad. Oh my god! Oh, I was trying to hold that down so bad, and then that anger just popped up, and I just I feel like I made a fool in front of myself and my parents. But I was just my emotions just whoosh. Um, but I'm glad you know my family can just kind of understand that. But maybe well, you know it, they, they try to understand. Yeah, but yeah, it, that maybe isn't the right way to go about it. Does you know are they? Doing better. All right, I hope they're doing well. That would be. Yeah. That would be I, well, I can't. I, I don't. I don't remember exactly the phrasing, so I don't want mm-hmm. to say that's what the, what it was said. But anyways, they wow, asked, you're trying to make me hate the cute one. They asked how you were doing, so I, you know, I told them, and I said, well, you know, with his BPD, he's doing specialized therapy, so that's it is helping, but you know, there's always ups and downs. So uh, there's a lot of different things in play with depression and BPD and anxiety and all that stuff. Um, so I was said, you know, so like so with BPD, it kind of makes it it makes it it's it makes it a little bit hard for him to regulate his emotions, and to really trust how he feels about things. So sometimes something can be said or something can be done, he interprets it a certain way, and it's hard for him to trust whether what he's interpreting, how he's feeling, if that's 
equal and it's if it's an equal response to what just happened if it if it is actually an appropriate response to what just happened so because because of the black and white thinking sometimes they can misinterpret things or sometimes it's just a lack of proper communication or um, just a missing a simple um, misinterpretation of things the scenarios or things that were said so I, I think that's sort of how I phrased it is that an accurate oh, Chris that's really sexy I like when you talk BP to Amy <laughs> really no that was that was actually um, I thought that was really good but also really personal because I think that's the um, that's not just like a definition that you read online or something or something that you studied. I think that it's actually kind of um, something that comes out of our like everyday life almost. <laughs> you know, just like, well, sometimes he just overreacts to stuff and he's kind of working on his reaction. I mean, that's pretty much, yeah, I think that's pretty much where yeah. a, a lot of my, my woes come from. I, I feel like BPD is, um, I guess I can say a little, a little more complex than that. Mm. I guess, yeah, but I mean, I feel like that—that that is where a lot of that comes from because those, um, how I react to mm-hmm. something also causes me extreme anxiety. That's what makes mm-hmm. me not even want to go out in, in public because I'm afraid of, you know, reacting the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that—that's what causes us to like get in, um, for our fights to get bigger and, um, out of control and all that good stuff. So. Yeah, I think that's that's actually a really good answer that is from real life and and I think I think it it, it makes sense. Well, yeah, I was trying <laughs> to keep it simple mm-hmm. and yeah, just not say all the the symptoms like well he experienced it it includes suicide suicide ideation and the black and white thinking and then this and then this wait let me look it up on wikipedia i can't remember all the symptoms <laughs> like and i did give like two examples of s- specific scenarios that mm-hmm. you know that we've recently gone through as to kind of illustrate you know what you kind of have to go through and why sometimes you don't feel like being around people or you know things like that so well there you go i hope that was a good explanation and Feel free to use that uh, in your everyday life. Yeah, that is... <laughs> I think that is good. Um, if you haven't memorized the full definition of it, I'm not going to it. I guess when I want to explain BPD to other people that don't have it, I mean, I, I guess I... <laughs> first, I would say, you know, it, well, BPD is borderline personality disorder, and then I kind of feel like I had to follow that up with, no, I don't have multiple personalities. <laughs> it mm. just sounds so... So weird. But I think, yeah, usually when I talk about it, I say, you know, I have to, um, sometimes my, my reactions can be off the wall to something that is, uh, seems smaller to other people. And because of that, that caused me a lot of anxiety, uh, depression, um, causes me to, to want to self-isolate, um, but... Currently, I'm going to DBT therapy, where it's supposed to be teaching me how to uh, have distress tolerance, so that when things do happen in my life, I can react to them in an appropriate way. And I really like DBT because it, you know, lets you know that what you're feeling is okay. You're okay to feel that way, um, that yes. way. But you're 
the way that you re react um, can be controlled. You can feel angry and stuff, but you don't have to react as if you're angry. And it, it's kind of funny because I think um, there was one time that I got mad at you about something really small or something. I'm just like, um, I told you, uh, I was like, Chris, I'm really mad right now. I need to take 10 minutes, okay? I'm sorry. I'm just really angry. I understand what you're saying. I want it. I'm going to go do it. I'm fine. I just need 10 minutes. And <laughs> do you remember that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that's what my, my, uh, my doctor told me to do. Like if I, because like when you tell me to do something and you're like, Ashni, can you mop the kitchen? And before you can be like today sometime, I just get up in a hurry and I just start doing it. Cause I'm just like, I just want it to be over. You know, nobody told me how to do this today. <laughs> I just want to get over. I want to get all this stuff done so then I can just rest, mm -hmm. you know, but um, I know sometimes the way that I react or I get up, I look like angry or something or mad and mm -hmm. I am, but at the same time, I'm happy to do what you, what you're asking me to do because I want to contribute and, you know, I hope you see that by like the things that I do, mm -hmm. but sometimes I can't, I can't always control, you know, how I feel or how that even like looks on my face. You know, I get the mad yeah. thing on my face and, and I'm trying so hard and I, I, we can't. <laughs> I mean, I know you can't control it because you've done it. It's just difficult. And it's something that you have yeah, to practice. Yeah, sometimes I have to be like, okay, Chris, you know, and it's, give me 10 it's, minutes. I, it's like, I've, you know, we've talked about where I don't always like doing everything and or w just things that I have to do in regular life, but also things that you ask me to do. And, you know, it's just about being courteous and be like, okay. And we talked about that, right? Where it was like, you don't have to say, yes, baby, I would love to do it. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you for asking me. You know, this or well, <laughs> something I, grandiose. All, you, all we need to say is, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, it, it, that is what you said. Remember when you told me, um, you asked me to come outside and help you uh, mm -hmm. pick up some sticks and pine cones. I was really, I <laughs> was like really angry, but then I was just like, yeah, of course, you know, of course I'm going to do it, you know, it's fine. And then I, I started doing it and I started cooling down. Mm -hmm. And then you confronted me and said, well, I wish that you would just react like this and just say, you know, okay, baby, yes. And I'm like, I'm not, not a robot like that. I can't control. No, But you're just no. like, well, I think that you wanted me, you, you did say that. You said that you wanted me to uh, just not, not yell at you, you know, you know, not yell at you and react in the, the right way, you know, but I was just pushing back and saying, you know, I can't just always agree to everything and just be happy about everything. So when I talked to my psychologist about it, about like what I can do in those situations, because I kind of felt like I couldn't hold back my anger, even though I was, I was trying to. And that's when she told me, you know, if, you know, we asked you to do something like thin or something, ask them, you know, especially if, if it's affecting that much, you feel like you feel like you can't control your reaction, you know, ask them for 10 minutes, you know, don't get up and do it immediately because you wanted to get done. Get, take 10 minutes, take five minutes to kind of pull yourself together, you know, feel what you're feeling and then mm -hmm. react in the right way. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that's a good idea. I didn't know I could take more time. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said that, Chris, because from what I understood from you, it's just like, well, just react like this. I'm like, how am I supposed to do I tried so hard to just be okay, <laughs> sure. But I was just so angry. I could not hide it on my face. No, I was like, what do I do? But you, you, I didn't say that. I didn't say yeah, I need you to do, be smiling. Well, you want it. Okay. You wanted me to not just, get mad right and it's I not just, right it's yeah. not right for me to raise my voice yes. or get get mad but you did Correct. want me to be more agreeable because i love you and because like you said you do stuff for me and of course that's why i 
I, I hope, you know, the things that you asked me to do that I, I do, I hope that that shows you that I, you know, that of course I want to do that stuff. But sometimes, um, you fall short. It's sometimes just hard with my reactions, but I just need, you know, yeah. time. time. Okay. okay. Let's go right. to the third question. question. Let me read the next one. So how do you feel with the insanity? Let me start over. I'm sorry. Oh, hold on, baby. Let me translate into Spanish so you can read it. <laughs> how do you deal with the insanity of impulsivity? Was that better? The Spanish? In- impulsividad? Is that how you say it? Just answer the question. Is that how you, is that how you say it? Answer the question. In- impulsivity. Oh, and insanity? Is that loco? Insanity? Would you say loco? Would you say... Can you answer the question? Insanidad? No. Okay. Go. We'll learn Spanish later. How do you deal with the insanity of impulsivity? Mm-hmm. Um, That's a you question. See, this is what you say to almost every email. <laughs> and the point of this episode, <laughs> you're like, yeah, that sounds like a syndrome to I don't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I think I, you know, I do have some impulse Im- impulses. Um, and Chris, I have more wants, you know, like... Um, alcohol um or uh just or want snacks uh sweet candy you know i just have all this and chris is always like i don't i have um like almost no wants and the wants that i want i just i hold myself back because i'm like we don't have enough money and when you say them just like we don't have enough money we're poor are we poor baby are we poor do we need to go rob a bank <laughs> because <laughs> I like to take it to the max <laughs> I'm like we're poor oh my god oh my god we have to give away a cat we have to sell a cat <laughs> okay <deep>. um, <laughs> but how do you deal with the insanity uh, it's tough because sometimes there are he things he doesn't deal with it it's the short answer the, there are sometimes <laughs> there are things that I want and the thing is like with, with alcohol I can be okay without it for a long time but Chris just has to keep it away from me like our our roommates if they give me a taste of alcohol or if i go to a party and get a taste of alcohol after like three months then i'm gonna come home and the next day and be like hey baby i've been good haven't i <laughs> can i can i get some beer and you'd be like no but okay i won't ask you again and then i'll come back the next day and be like chris um still got this taste in my mouth and you're like no and i'm like okay and i wait two days and then i come back i'm like baby <laughs> But, you know, we, yeah, we really had to have a talk about that. And it's still kind of a struggle because I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, when I, when I get that in my hands and I get that, that feeling, I'm just like, oh, I want to do that again. Why can't I do that sometimes? Like every other day or every sometimes other Sometimes I feel other like day, you or? didn't really <laughs> uh, got the, the lesson on delayed gratification. Like, you know, those kids, do you see those experiments on... So you can eat this cookie now, or if you wait 20 minutes, you can eat these two cookies that I'm going to bring you. Okay, by then, if you said you can eat this cookie now, would I eat the cookie? Okay? You wouldn't have That's my what? point. You didn't you... get those lessons. I was like, wait, I'll wait. I'll wait. You must have skipped school during those days. Well, it just it's seems a, like it's also a lot a part of, of your... It's a part of BPD, yeah. you know, then. It seems like a, you, are, you get kind of tunnel vision into the instant gratifications into into everything instant like um even just seeing results for the labor and work that you put in like 
Hi. Hello, it's Frida. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, she's agreeing with me. Well, with um the the results in the in the blog that you created in this podcast early on, you know, you struggled a lot of about seeing results and seeing things moving as far as like listenership or people responding to what we were creating. Well, it, you wanted everything to be instant. That's I think it's how like it is I, a lot of times. Like I say, like I, I feel like I, I think more about the present than you do, and you definitely think more about the the future. I mean, because I, I will save a little money, um, but uh, I mean, you're definitely the one that is saving all the money for us, you know, and I'm <laughs> like transfer everything over to you to watch, um, and you're the one that I ask for, you know, things that, that I want. Um, but yeah, you're always thinking about the future, what you can get at a later time, what you can wait for. And I like to think I'm a patient person. I mean, mm, if I, no. excuse me, if I see like a, like the new Assassin's Creed game, I'll like, I was like, man, I can wait a year for that. Like if an Xbox game or like a, a game comes out, I can wait like a year until the price goes down to get it. I'm like really mm-hmm. patient. And like, I'm a, I feel like I'm a pretty patient driver. Uh, no. Wow, really? Okay. But uh, how do you deal with insanity of impulsivity? Did we answer that, Chris? I, don't I, I said it's hard. But <laughs> the way that yeah, I'm like, well, it's I hard. Do what I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> next, next question, last. No, <laughs> how do you deal with it? You have to hopefully have uh, have somebody that can keep uh, help keep you um, responsible. But they, I, I don't. I don't put it on Chris to be a hundred percent responsible for me. I can ask mm. Chris for help. Mm. I, I don't. I can mm. ask you for help. Mm. I can say, hey, I can't do this. I need help. Um, I can ask you for something. Um, but it in the end, it is me. You know, in the, in the end, like if I, this is what I tell you too. Like if I want an alcohol, I could just go out and get alcohol. There's a reason why. There's a, I mean, yeah, I could, or I could like go, you know, scoop up some pennies out of the gutter. Uh, but, you know, I could go do it, but there's, there's a reason why I kind of ask you like, hey, can I do this? And I think that's kind of maybe a safeguard in my head to kind of stop myself. Because, mm. you know, like I told you before, yeah, if it was me, you, you asked that too. I think you said, what if you didn't have a job and you were just like living at your parents' house or something? Uh, or, or um, and you only get like a a little, and you only have like a little bit of money. Would you be spending money on alcohol and stuff? I'd be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yep. So let me think about that. Yep, and you, then you figure it out later. It's, like, you're, it's all about instant gratification. Well, you know, I was thinking, got to sell my car. I was just thinking of, that that could easily be an answer for me as well. How do I deal with your impulsivities? And I I've realized as I as I've been sitting here is that. You know, I do try to kind of give you the bigger picture type of thing. It's like, you know, when we're talking about finances, it's like, well, I talked to you about what we talked about wanting to do. You know, getting the catio, the cat, the, the, pat, the patio for the cats. Get a catio, you know, getting, okay. Doing a greenhouse and or, you know, other things that we want to buy, things that we want to do, you know, like with the... And that's why once you, we're you able save to do for it ones that we're able to do, you know, go back into those into social gatherings, maybe but, do those community but ten, events. I'm just saying like ten dollars a week. Yeah. Ten dollars $10 a week, guys. Ten maybe twenty dollars a week. Ten dollars a week 
times four weeks. Wait, 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 don't do it like that. No, no, you don't do it like that. You don't do it like that. $40 times no, that's not. 12. See, mm-mm. yeah, you see where we're going. No, see, that's college algebra. No, we're doing, <laughs> we're doing the learn support. No, that's, it's just, 20, you just look at it as $20 a week. And then when you start running out of money, you're like, whoops, I got to stop this. That's how you do it. Like, no. you don't see it as like long. So that's, I, that's how I, and when you start going down that path, it's like, well, I just break it down. I was like, well, you're thinking about the now, but thinking about four, eight, 16 weeks from now, what, you know, 12 months from now, what that's going to be. So I do try, I, I feel like that's without even thinking about it, you know, or being conscious about it is I do try to put things in perspective for you if it's especially mm-hmm. financial stuff, but also other things like if you're having, if you want to do a, if you're having an impulsive or if you want if you're being impulsive or want to be impulsive in a social interaction or something like that where you know you want to go off on someone for something that you felt like slighted on it's like well you know then now i'm like okay stop do your stop or do your um what what is your other your other technique uh um stop listen go no what is it, tip? No. <laughs> I know which one you're talking about, and I'm not even going to tell you. Oh my you. gosh. Well, the you facts. Know. Mm, yeah, what is that the facts? one that you're talking no, about? No. Oh my, first, I don't even know. The very first one that you learned. Okay, well, tip. Tip, tip was the first yes. one I learned. Okay, so You see, said that, so what are you talking about? I, I, thought, uh, I thought that was wrong, so I didn't want to make a fool of myself. I was like, I thought you okay, were yeah, talking so, about another one, but you no. said the one that you were talking about, okay, and you so, still didn't know. I did try to reinforce, well, or like bring you back you mm-hmm. know trying to be like that but voice. It's, like, remember what your therapist it's not said? It, what i'm saying is um with impulsivity you know it's not like your responsibility like i can um go to you and stuff but i can't get mad at you um or shouldn't get mad at you if you if if you won't let me go do something um or if i if i end up caving and doing it myself even though i asked somebody um if i should they said no you know it's still your responsibility so it but it is good to have somebody that can help keep you accountable i think also maybe writing down uh, a list of goals that you have and how you can put that right that money away down or um there um there are apps that will actually every time you get a paycheck will take out certain i think maybe some some banks will do that too but yeah take out um certain money to go into but that's the hardest part saving the money and then um because I, i guess for me you know, I'm not seeing it right now, but there, there was a time, you know, when I was working at the hotel, I got up to save, um, I had a savings of like $4,000, $5,000 and that was saving like $25, 25 and then $50 from each paycheck. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I did that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it that's, was good for how long it lasted, nothing, but I mean, but it was, a, it was a little something, something, you know, yeah, but, um, I think that this is another great thing that you know i'm not dating somebody else who has bpd and the impulsivity because i'd be like let's get some alcohol you'd be like yeah but like let's get some green man yeah (laughs) let's go out and party we shouldn't we shouldn't are you sure yeah (laughs) so but that is something i have said to you because i'm like oh thank god we're both (sighs) not just impulsive because we'd probably be be poor on the on the street and we're like what'd you do with all the money chris make decisions (laughs) on um feelings and your emotional state being let's get to the Anyways, the last yes. question so it's, when was the first diagnosed i'm sorry it's just <laughs> when i was first diagnosed with, I, I got it baby i, I don't want to have to translate this I'm sorry. I, Spanish. I feel like mm-hmm. i have dyslexia sometimes. 
<laughs> you might, but um, really now yeah, at has, 30, you realize happens, this? I happens, mean, you had all that time. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Ooh, firework. Um, <clears throat> when I was first diagnosed with BPD, both of my doctors said medication wouldn't help me and that there's no medication to help BPD. But I hear others talking about meds. Have I been lied to? Question mark. <laughs> yes. There's nothing that can help you. All right, guys. Well, that's the show. You're fucked. Hashtag fuck. Um, no, it's not. It's not true that there's no medicine. Um, wait, wait, no. But it is it is true that there's no medicine to cure. diagnose? Oh. I mean, not to diagnose to treat BPD itself. There's no medicine um, on the market as of right now that is made to treat BPD itself. But um, I believe what this person was saying that, um, you know, they see other people talking about meds um, and that their doctor said that there's no medication to help to help BPD um, or people that are diagnosed with BPD. Um, I, I think I think the no I think the no medication to help BPD part um, there is medication to help with the symptoms of BPD, like anxiety um, and, and depression, but there is well, no medicine to treat BPD itself. There's really just, uh, well, anxiety and DBT de- and depression. They're not really symptoms of BPD, right? They're kind of overlaid. What do you mean overlaid? Like, do you mean that they branch out from BPD because you have BPD and it, because you have BPD, maybe that BPD-ness kind of leads you to, you know, depression or anxiety. Like I said, you know, like I get depressed or anxious because I, I don't know how to react or, mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Okay, those are symptoms of BPD, literally. Those are, those are symptoms, okay? Oh, I feel so smart. Yeah, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like when I get it in your face. Those are symptoms. Enjoy it because it doesn't come that often. Symptoms. S-I-M-P-S-O-N-S. Anyways, what I'm what I was saying is that I'm just it's not. I'm pretty sure they're not spelled spelled symptoms, right? Did, sure. you, did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> it was a joke. Come on. Okay, go on, baby. I was just saying that um, <laughs> borderline personality disorder, like, uh, um, well, yeah, I think what I said was correct. Depression and anxiety is not really direct. Um. Symptoms. They're not symptoms. Well, I feel like they're. Well, maybe uh-huh, I'm thinking nope, about it separately. Nope. Let me Google trying to make me out to be. No, don't pick up your phone. Don't pick up your phone. I just told you, you don't trust me. Wait, really? Well, it doesn't matter. the The point oh. is. Oh. Uh huh. <laughs> Borderline personality disorder <laughs> requires medical diagnosis. Symptoms include emotional instability, feelings of worthlessness, insecurity, impulsivity, and impaired social relationships. Those are the symptoms. Anxiety and depression can come can can come along with those. Or how do I say that? That. Like the you symptoms can de- you can develop those as a result of these symptoms, but they are not the symptoms themselves. Because you could be you can have BPD and not have depression. You can have BPD and not have anxiety. 
Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Is there are there any other people <laughs> with these symptoms? That's what I'm saying. Is that BP, depression itself is one medical, uh, one part of mental health that's completely on its own. Anxiety is another mental is well, another thing that's completely on its own. And oftentimes, as we've discussed with BPD, people with BPD have a lot of other mental illnesses that kind of overlap. Mm-hmm. Well, I, so that's what I was. I mean that to. that that is. I kind of thought it the mess symptoms here. Um, it has BPD is characterized by the following signs and symptoms, but uh, a part of that from self damaging behavior, distorted self image, disassociation. It also has frequently accompanied by depression, anxiety, anger, substance abuse, or rage. So, it's a it's a sign or symptom. It's a, I guess it's a sign that you may have BPD if if you develop. Okay, yeah. Here it says a uh, substance abuse, depression, and eating disorders are commonly associated with BPD. Associated, but they're not symptoms. So I guess I don't know. Wait, I wait. Let's, right, guys. let's look up the definition. After all, wow. After all, ooh, I'm gonna um, replay this. I'm gonna replay these last five minutes. Chris, uh, excuse me, babe. We're we're all on a journey of discovery. Okay, okay? this is what borderline deals is about. It's not about rubbing things in people's oh. face. Oh, like you just did five minutes ago. Excuse me. Is I have BPD. Oh, okay. So you're gonna do really? <laughs> so if I jump off a bridge, you're gonna be like, well. He has BPD. Back to the question, guys. Back to the right? question. Right? This is a... Uh... So symptoms is defined as a physical or mental feature which is regarded as indicating a condition or dis- of disease, particularly such a feature that is apparent to the patient. Correct. See? See? A physical or mental so, a correct. mental feature which is regarded as that indicating means, a condition. That means if someone is diagnosed with depression... Does that mean that they okay. have BPD? You know what? Let's agree to disagree. Okay. Let's agree to disagree, okay? okay? Sure. Because obviously I'm right and I don't want to have to do uh, any more research. Yes. Okay. So, so back to the question. <laughs> wow. That, that really is kind of, that really is kind of interesting. I did kind of think of depression and maybe like it said, it is kind of a sign of it. It is. Well, we talked about that. that oftentimes yeah. with BPD, there are a lot of different overlapping mental illness um, diagnoses that kind of overlap. Well, the way that my doctor, um, like in this uh, in this question, when it said, you know, they haven't heard of any medication that can help BPD, I was like, well, my, my doctor told me that there isn't any medicine that can, uh, that is made to treat BPD itself, but there is medication to help manage the symptoms. Mm-hmm. So... I, I was leaning symptoms. I can only think mm-hmm. of depression and anxiety. So it sounded like mm-hmm. she was including that in the symptoms too. But I mean, that is a, it, that is well, kind of an interesting question. Is it a symptom? Or symptoms a... like emotional stability, instability, that there's mood stabilizers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, feelings of insecurity, worthlessness. That's probably maybe with the mood as well. Um, but yeah, depression and anxiety, those are kind of like the offshoots or like the other... In their own things, you that, develop them because you have yes. BPD. Okay, so I, th- that's why I was going to. Um, maybe there, yeah, there I, isn't a medication. And, and I I don't. Just thinking about it, I'm not sure how you can have BPD and not experience depression or anxiety. So mm-hmm. you know, if you have BPD only and not anxiety, anxiety and depression, that's you're lucky. I think I don't. Uh, I don't even know how. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, just, <laughs> that seems like you just, I mean, that's what I think about as a symptom because it kind of feels like it just kind of comes, if, if someone says I have BPD, in my head I'm thinking anxiety, depression, and then the problems with the um, interpersonal Moods. relationships Moods. and stuff, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. because that just causes so much stress. So, um, but as I am right, we'll just agree to disagree sure. for you. But okay. you guys, you guys know, you guys know. This. Anyways, so I think I'd, I'd like to phrase it like this, where there is no medication to um, cure BPD, but there is medication to help, as you say, with symptoms. Well, to, to, that treat, com- to treat BPD. Right. Because BPD is a, is a diagnosis of itself, so it's sort of like having um, um, uh, breast cancer. Is there a medicine that can be used to treat breast cancer. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, not cure it, but I guess treat it. I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, for something like specific like that. So is, is there a medicine to treat BPD? No. It, that, that really, um, the way I kind of think about it is, is, it is, I'm not really sure a medicine could even help you react in a certain I mean, way other than like just dulling you down, you know, just, just making you, like lobotomized or something. That's really something that you, um, my doctor told me that, you know, those, those ways that I react are kind of like in me. They are, you know, kind of who I, how I am and how I react. And that's how, that's why sometimes I feel like cutting myself still, even though I haven't done it in, in a very long time, I still feel like doing that as my go-to or feel like, you know, I have thoughts of suicide sometimes when things are happening to me, but I have to, um, she told me that I need to uh, replace that with something mm-hmm. and that's when I started doing the tip and the ice mm-hmm. you know you just kind of replace that with something so I still have those those cravings to do those things but you have to replace them with something so it's more about with DVT it's more I'm sorry with BPD it's more about therapy than medication because it's about learning to re basically rewire your brain so that when your brain says this you you say you basically you reroute that when your brain says cut yourself or, you know, um, uh, what was the other thing? Um, Kill myself? Uh, yeah, or suicide. Then you reroute it to say, you know, the ice therapy or blowing bubbles in the, your situation, things like that. Um, so it's, it's complicated, guys. <laughs> I, I wish that the, it was as easy as just taking a pill and... And ignoring all your problems. Well, I feel or like making every, them go away. I feel like every mental health issue, it's it's great to have medicine to kind of help you get um, kind of dull down those things that are continually um, cause you to maybe like beat yourself up or cause you um, internal harm. Mm-hmm. But then it's also great that you can have someone to talk to, you know, get cognitive um, behavior therapy or um, DBT and I think both of those just go hand in hand you need someone to talk to and help give you um, give you tools mm-hmm. or give you another way of looking at things um, but medicine can also you know alleviate some of that stuff but no. I don't think I don't think one by itself would be enough to just squash mm-hmm. a, a mental health. Thing. No, because I, I don't think so either. Because I felt like the most progress you've made was recently when you've been going to both your psychologist and psychiatrist. 
and kind of doing those together. And I think that's, <laughs> that's the best approach to dealing with mental illness is um, combining the two um, so that uh, you can see improvements and have a better life for yourself, a more mm-hmm. fulfilling life. Well, guys, those were the questions. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'd like to encourage uh, anyone that has any questions, uh, even if you're undiagnosed or diagnosed and you are wondering something about BPD, uh, we can give you our honest take on it using our uh, personal experience. Again, you send yes, us an Personal email. experience only because we're not doctors. <laughs> Oh, do I have to take off this badge now? Like, yes, you shouldn't have put it on. And the coat? Yes. And the stethoscope? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's always good to disclaimer, just in case. I mean, our, our regular listeners will know, but, you know. Okay, yeah, we are doctors, but uh, we, you know, if you do want us to prescribe some medicine under the <laughs> table... That can be arranged. I'm a graphic designer, so I can falsify a doctor's note? No. (laughs) Oh, maybe you can get them some illegal paint. Paint? I don't know. Okay. I mean, not as medicine, maybe just to to paint. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's... You you mean... um, Illegal. Maybe it's like lead paint. Lead, (laughs) (laughs) Never mind, Chris. This sounds like a lawsuit. (laughs) Wow. So, if you guys... If you have any, yeah, if you have any other questions that you come across or just, you know, want to say hi, please uh, feel free to send us a message. We're on the social media platforms and or borderlineidealist.com. And mm-hmm. we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. And, and happy um, Memorial Day also uh, again, you know, thank you weekend. for your service, all our veterans. Um. My brother was in the Navy. My sister-in-law was in... Was she in the Army? No. Was she in the Navy, too? Do you, I think she wasn't... She was in the Navy, too, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of uniforms. And she was in the Navy. Um, and my brother-in-law is in the, currently in the Navy as well. And Chris so. said he ain't gonna serve this country. Mm. Shut up. <laughs> and, and, and I can't because I got BPD. So oh, wow. Not that I would, oh, but I I'm got, just saying. I got burns, bone spurs. So I can't. I would love to. Oh, but... Chris, you have you have poison ivy right now. I was, oh. was going to say, you can feel like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I can't do the draft. Oh, I, I got poison ivy. They're like, yeah, yo, stay home. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Chris. Be quiet. Well, I think we've definitely gone over board. That's okay. Everybody loves listening to us. We love you guys. Bye. Take care. We'll see you next, next Sunday. Bye.